0: Plus Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. I have been wanting to do an episode all on Mexican folklore and experiences. I've shared some of my family's experience in the past and now it's time for other listeners to get their time in the spooky spotlight. Of course, there may be a few stories in here that don't have anything to do with Mexico, but I still wanted to include them. Okay, ready to get spooked? Our first story comes from Lilia B. Hello, I love your show. You are doing an awesome job telling your follower stories. I hope my story is scary enough to be told. So, I am Mexican-American. With that being said, my family and I would travel every year to Mexico for a summer vacay. I don't know why, but things are super paranormal in Mexico. One night, I was at my cousin's house watching TV. My mother and my aunt had left my cousin and I home alone to fetch some dinner or something. We were watching TV when we heard a knock on the window behind us. We were not scared, so we turned around to see who was knocking. We thought it was maybe our parents coming back from getting some dinner. As soon as we turned around, we couldn't believe our eyes. We saw a face with the biggest grin from ear to ear and beady little red eyes. This thing we were looking at had very sharp teeth and it laughed. We ran out the room and didn't go back to that room until our parents arrived home. Minutes later, my aunt walked into the house and was very upset. She had described to us that her bed sheets that were drying outside were covered in dirt and blood. She thought it was maybe an animal that was wounded and grazed itself on the sheets. We told our parents what we saw. They both looked at each other and asked us to kneel and pray with them. As soon as we were done, they explained to us that what we had seen was an evil duende, known as gnomes. These creatures appear a lot in Mexico and are said to be very small little mischievous gnomes. I was so scared. After that experience, I have never walked back into that room of the house. I hope no one that ever visits Mexico has to run into a duende. Have a very good night. Okay, that is upsetting because I love gnomes so much. I have a gnome in my backyard whose name is Hans and he was given to me by a very close friend over a decade ago. When I first got him as a gift, he would actually sit in my closet. But I always felt uneasy about that. Anyways, I'm sure everything is fine, right? Creeped Out shares a story about their time living in Mexico. This was a while ago and I was living in Mexico at the time. It happened when I was 15 years old and it is an experience I will never forget. My family and I had been looking for a place to live and we were fortunate enough that my aunt had a friend who was renting out the bottom part of her home. It had its own kitchen and bathroom and also a separate entrance. So we moved in and it seemed weird but I never liked how the place felt. I always had a negative vibe about it. It wasn't long before strange things started happening at that place. Things like the faucet turning on full blast without anyone being home, and we see it running while we were out. Our first thought was that maybe it was the owner playing a trick on us for whatever reason. Other occurrences would include things going missing and then reappearing right where they were last. Knocking on the bedroom doors, and this one time while watching TV... The volume went from a decent set all the way to max, and not gradually like the TV is supposed to do, but it just jumped all of a sudden, much like I did when it happened. Now this one night, though, is what really scared me. Now my parents had their room, and my brothers and I shared the one just down the hall. It was storming, and we had the windows open. My brothers and I went to bed, and after a while, finally went to sleep. At about three or four in the morning, I was awoken by this large crash from within the room. It sounded like a bookshelf falling over and hitting the floor. I jolted up and there was nothing there. Amazingly though, both my brothers were asleep and I at least knew my older brother was for sure asleep because he snores and snores really loud. It took me a while to calm down and trying to rationalize what that sound was Maybe it was just thunder from outside, I thought to myself. Anyway, as I was finally settling down and ready to go back to bed, I heard a faint whistle coming from outside the window, and it was getting closer and closer. Now let me tell you though, that window faces nothing but a cement wall, and if that is not creepy enough, the storm I thought had stopped because all I could hear was whistling at that moment. But it was still raining, and I could still see the lightning flashing in through the window. It lasted for what felt like minutes before the whistling finally stopped, and I could hear the rain and thunder. I did nothing about it, but I didn't wake up my parents or siblings. I just laid in bed until I was able to go back to sleep. I know, so dumb, but I was scared and a kid. The next morning, though, my dad did tell us that he came to wake us up after he had made breakfast. But when he got to our door, it was slightly open, but it closed on him. He tried opening it, thinking we were playing, but he got mad and told us that he was banging on the door, yelling, let me in. Now we didn't hear him, we were fast asleep. He told us that he started to push the door, and he felt as if someone was pushing back. My dad finally got tired, and so he rammed the door open, and of course, we didn't hear him still when he rushed in, managing to open the door. He saw us fast asleep, and under the covers, there was no way it was any one of us. Sorry for the long story, but I will mention one final note. When we finally moved out to a bigger place, we found out by our aunt that the owner that lived upstairs had a special room for prayer. It so happened to be the room right above ours. To top it off as well, she wasn't worshipping God or Mary. She had an altar with a statue of death smack dab in the center with candles all around it. While this was not uncommon in Mexico, it still gives me chills just thinking about it. It's no wonder why she can't seem to keep tenants for long. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. I can guarantee that she will never have me as a tenant. I would have hated having nowhere else to go if I was that age. I've always said out loud to any spirits that might be hanging around that they're not allowed to scare me. Who knew that you guys would be responsible for all the recent scares in my life. Spiritual Alien shares some of his mother's stories from her time in Mexico. Grew up in a small town in Mexico where everyone pretty much knows each other. I believe the population was around 350 at the time in the 1980s. Around the time of the events, she was 10 years old. I don't know if it runs in the family, but at some time in our life, every single member of our family has experienced something paranormal. Well, here are some of my mom's stories that I think are worth telling. She lived in a small adobe house. It was a super small home for the five of them. My grandparents, my uncle, my aunt, and my mom. The kitchen was located on the front part of the house and the rooms were on the back. There was a wall that divided the kitchen from the rest of the house. And to get to either or, there was a door inside the house, kind of how some hotel rooms have a door to get to the other room. Well, that was their house. They also had a window in one of the rooms so they could see into the kitchen. The kids would sleep in one room and my grandparents in the other one. Where my mom and my aunt and uncle would sleep was the room with the window. My mom tells me that at night, they would hear the chairs from the kitchen being dragged, and all the things on the table would get smacked off. On one occasion, the noises were very loud and it woke her and her siblings up. They were curious, although they knew what was making the noise. They looked through the window and they saw a small shadow dragging a chair across the room. She said they ran to their parents' room and slept the rest of the night there. The noises went on all night, she recalls. They believed it was my great-grandma's dad that would mess around with them because he lived in that house before it was passed on to my grandma. Another time, she was awoken during the middle of the night, and she looked to the side of her bed, and that's when she saw a big black dog with red eyes, She went under the blanket and didn't come out until the morning. She always believed she saw the devil in the shape of a dog. She also saw what looked like a monkey hanging and swinging from the door of her room. Those are a few stories I remember her telling me. Now, some of my stories. It was Thanksgiving, 2006. We had dinner with the family. I was 12 years old. I got mad at my mom because I wanted to go to the mall for Black Friday with her and my aunt, and she said no, so I left to my room. Me and my little sister shared a room, and the room was small. We had a bunk bed, those metal type of bunk beds that make hella noise when you move and turn. Well, I was watching Chicken Little. It was probably midnight once the movie finished. I turned off the lights and tried to go to sleep. I was laying down facing the wall, and I had my eyes closed trying to go to sleep when the bed started creaking like somebody had laid down something really heavy. I turned around and the empty side of the mattress was sinking down like someone was laying down. I freaked out but couldn't move. I tried to scream and I couldn't. I was so scared I started to cry. I closed my eyes really tight and I let out the loudest scream. My little sister and cousins came running into the room and turned the light on. My sister hugged me and I told them what happened. When they turned the light on, you could see on the bed that the sheets were all messed up, like someone was laying there. That was definitely one experience that stuck with me. Throughout my life, I've had experiences with the paranormal, usually just seeing shadows and hearing steps or someone trying to open the doors. Back in Mexico, we had my aunt and uncle, my mom's siblings, stay over at our home when they came to visit here, the U.S., to Mexico. I remembered one occasion my aunt told my sister that if she didn't behave, la mano peluda or the hairy hand would come and get her. She freaked my sister out so much. At night, we had two beds in one room. I shared a bed with my mom and my aunt and sister shared another bed. That night, my aunt was woken up by tapping. She said she woke up and heard tapping, following three knocks on our room's door. She believed that had happened to her because she was trying to scare my little sister. I have more stories, but I have to remember them and write them down. I will share more soon about the more recent ones that have happened to my family, ever since we moved houses. Okay, so there are so many things to unpack in that one, but... I got chills reading about the chair dragging across the floor in the middle of the night. Imagine that. Everything is dead quiet. And somehow you are aware that you're awake and you just hear this dragging noise like my stomach. Like my heart would be in my stomach, basically. I don't want to read any more after that, but alas, the show must go on. While this next story has no relationship to Mexico, I still wanted to include it. The person requests to remain anonymous. When I was eight, my parents had moved us into a new home, a three-room, two-story, which was remodeled. My sisters had the largest room and I was in the room across the hall. My room had a handicap ramp door to the outside of the house as well as a handicap restroom. It was also home to the crawl space which was located in my closet. When I was nine, I became terrified of my room. It had a super eerie vibe like something was in there. My parents were going through a divorce so I was weaker emotionally. I was probably more susceptible to something. I began to sleep less and less to the point where I'd lay down at 8.30 and then get up at 11 when I knew my parents were in bed and would sleep in the living room. One night in December, I had this strong sense of something in my room. My closet was across the main entry door from my bed and I remember kind of leaning my head back and looking at my closet and seeing a female with wire-like hair sitting in a wheelchair right on top of the crawl space of the closet. So I just closed my eyes really tight and fell asleep. The next morning, my left leg was numb. I had no muscular control of it. I would take a step and it just kind of drug behind me. And I told my mom I'm going to have a seizure. I'm 10. I had no clue what a seizure was. So my mom just shrugged it off, gave me some Tylenol to help with the cramping sensation and sent me out the door. I get to the bus and collapse. The bus driver sends me back home where my mom sits me down and starts massaging where the cramp is. I then fall out of the chair and my toes curled under my feet. My breathing stopped, and I began convulsing. Every time I could get a breath in, I'd just exhale with, Mommy, what's happening to me? The seizure stops after 4 minutes and paramedics arrive. Every night since then, I'd see the woman in my closet at 11 at night. I became not fearful of her due to medical bills, my family had to give up the house and move. I was 12 at this time, I was just starting middle school on a high dose of epilepsy medication, which kept me in this anxiety-filled trance. I would see this black figure sitting in random cars walking to school. I was absolutely terrified of this figure. I have goosebumps and I'm tearing up just thinking about him. I only looked at him hard once and he had a snout and two horns similar to an ibex. He would watch me leave my house every morning. I started athletics and was happy and noticed that I was no longer seeing the figure anymore. Well, then my mom's boyfriend started physically abusing her and I was bullied at school, so I was severely depressed. My grades started failing, I was heavily addicted to porn and suicide was honestly a thought constantly in the back of my mind. Well, the boyfriend gets kicked to the curb and things spin out of control from there. I was terrified of him coming back and hurting me or my family. So my anxiety was even higher now with the medication. So sleep was four hours a night or so. Well, I remember it was Friday night in April and I was extremely paranoid about something. I don't know what. And I had a cross on my bedroom wall. It's ceramic. It weighs about five to ten pounds. And I heard it tapping the wall so I get curious and start watching it. And it starts to swing back and forth in this pendulum motion it reaches 180 degrees and stops. I freak out, start praying, and it falls off the wall and onto the floor. I go tell my mom and she doesn't believe me and sends me back to bed stating my medication had me freaking out. Well, I fall asleep and wake up at 3 in the morning with this burning sensation from my armpit to my hip, like a severe sunburn, and I got up and turned on the light to find three scratches roughly an inch apart, like a cat scratch. I don't even have a cat, and our dog stayed outside. It even puffed up like a cat scratch does, and I just ran some cool water over it and went back to bed, not wanting to be told that I was crazy. In the morning, the scratches were pretty scabbed over, and lo and behold, I'm told I'm crazy. A few years pass. I take a county championship and track. Things are going good again, and then my mom remarried. I was taken off my epilepsy medication due to no sign of seizure activity and turns out I never had it according to the children's hospital in Denver. One night I had went to bed and was having a great dream. I was walking with this girl I had a huge crush on in high school and we were holding hands walking around our school and we turned down this mysterious part of campus I had never seen before and it took us to this parking garage. Once we had entered the garage, she stopped Her fingernails became long and sharp and a black color, and dug into my wrists leaving puncture holes. She then turned to me and her teeth were black and sharp, and she was white as a ghost and her eyes rolled back and turned flat back, and this demon voice came out of her mouth saying, the purge is near, the purge is near, the The purge is near, three times in a row getting louder each time. I woke up and curled up in a ball and just started crying. I was searching my room and in my closet. I noticed the woman sitting there in her wheelchair watching me. I screamed for my mom, a freshman in high school screaming for his mom. That's how terrified I was. I tell my sister about what had happened to me growing up, and she said she saw the goat man too, and he watched her get on the bus every morning, but she was never emotionally down until last year when she was a victim of school shooting, the Aztec high school shooting that happened on December 7th, 2018. Now she has severe anxiety and nightmares. you guys have any clue on what this could be or who it is? If you do, I would greatly appreciate it. No, I honestly have no clue and I don't know that I want to. And I'm so sorry for all the things that you've gone through in your life, but I hope that everything turns around and that you start experiencing an uptick in positive um, activity. But I am sufficiently creeped out right now, so. That wraps up this episode. If you'd like to submit your own personal spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. You can also email me at hauntedpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help us out. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore haunted or at hauntedpod.com. Audio engineering for the show was provided by Ches Gray, who manages Gray Multimedia. The official composer for the show is Nico at We Talk of Dreams. Check him out on Twitter at we Talk of Dreams or WeTalkofDreams.com. Until next time. Did you hear that?